Hey, redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne. Today, so cool, we're talking about sunless tanner. And spray tanning. Yeah, it's really something that Stephanie and I like kind of shy away from sometimes because we don't want people to think that like, oh, we're all about like changing your skin color. Like, and we're not we, embracing like, our... Like right now yeah. when we're sitting here, we have like the fairest skin and like we have just sunscreen on and like nothing on. But we love sunless tanner and getting a spray tan and it's really about being educated on the right products and finding the right person to spray you and knowing about what to do and you don't have to be like super tan every time you do a sunless tan or go get a spray tan you can just look natural and have a little glow like for instance last month I was in London and it was like the first time that I decided I'm going to bring Sunless Tanner with me. So I love Saint-Tropez. Stephanie and I love their brand with the mitt. And I brought it with me. And just every morning and night, I just kind of put it on. And I don't feel heavy. And it feels great. And I don't have any kind of residue or any kind of blotchy areas. So our guest today, and we're really excited to talk with her. Her name is Fabiolo Trujillo. <laughs> and I, and I, <laughs> I love her name. Fabiola. I, Fabiola. It's so pretty, right? It is. Yeah, and she is so well-versed about spray tanning. She is a owner of Sobe Tan. She's an esthetician. She's a spray tan artist. And she uses an eco-certified vegan, cruelty-free, and paraben-free tanning formulas. And she has been doing this for like... 20-plus years. 20-plus years. over, yeah. For so long, she's done, she's done a ton of celebrities. People really know her. And it's really going to be an honor to be able to talk with her about what redheads can do when they want to get a faux glow. And I hope that we can also talk with her too. I know that she's had a little um, bit of skin cancer, which a lot of redheads think that in the beginning they can try to go get tan or even go in tanning booths or maybe not wear sunscreen. And I think she's from Ecuador, right? Yes. So I'm assuming that she must be fairly dark like olive Complexion. she must have olive skin so for her to actually have I know. skin cancer makes me really scared and I know Stephanie that you're like really big yeah. about skin cancer but we have to be really really careful so if we can still look bronze and it look natural like what I think that's great and we're we're going to be diving into on sunless tanners at home and then what to do when you get a spray tan by a professional like Fabiola and um, two of them interchange, you know, because you can go get a spray tan at a professional place like Sobe Tan if you're in South Beach and want to check the place out. Um, but, you know, in between maybe spray tans, you can definitely achieve the look at home and it's getting your skin prepped is the key and post how to treat your skin and your sunless tanner after it. And again, yeah, Adrian, Adrian said it right. It's always, we're not saying, oh my gosh, don't embrace your fair skin. And I think we sometimes get that from subscribers when we have included a sunless tanner or some sort of a enhancer in the sunless tan category in the H2 bar box over the past several years. And it's just, you know, it, it provides instant gratification. It makes you look really glowy and, but you can just knock it up one level. So let's say you're super, super fair. You can just make it so you look subtle tan, um, just by one level. We're not saying go drastic. And nowadays with the ingredients out there that Fabiola uses, for example, 
or you know you're picking up your own sunless tanner at your local store we're not saying a lot of them now the formulas are so different and they're created a lot more where they are cruelty free they are vegan they're a lot better for your skin if you have oily all the way to just regular um dry or even if you have acne but they won't leave your skin orange but it's important to really look at the your skin know what shade you want to go and then also do the tips beforehand and after especially prepping so you're confident that you're going to achieve the right shade which is really important because you don't want to wake up the next day and then your sunless tanner is like all orange and streaky you know sometimes you can see someone who's gotten a spray tan and their ankles just look totally butchered or their hands or you know I I I was watching something on TV a couple months ago I don't know what it was but the girl lifted up her hand on the TV it was some it was on like a, a popular network like one of the prime time and she lifted up her hand and it was so orange and I thought oh my god you think that the producers or someone would have kind of saw her hands, but she definitely just did way too much on the hands. And I know when I do sunless tanner at home, I always lightly pat my hands with water and dry them off with the cloth because I want to make sure there's no streaks, especially on my nails. And that's where, and we'll talk about this, but that's where the mitt comes in. So we're really excited to have Fabiola on and touch upon this topic we highlighted it a few times on our website and in our beauty book but we've never covered it on our podcast so let's call her up let's call her the h2 bar box a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads each box is worth 80 dollars plus and each product is redhead friendly approved head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code podcast to receive 20 percent off Hi, this is Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from How to Be a Redhead. Stephanie, how are you? This is Fabiola. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Everything is good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you. We're so excited. We'd love to start off with how you got started in spray tanning. We read you were born in Ecuador and studied massage yes. therapy, esthetician, and makeup artistry back in 1999. 1990. You opened your first spa and the first tanning beds in Ecuador. And you were quoted saying, I hate them now. They damaged my skin so much. So how did you go from opening up a tanning bed salon to opening up getting into spray tanning? Well, um, I got into spray tanning when I came here to the States. When I was in Quito, I had like like a spa. And where okay. I had one tanning bed, but my main thing was beauty. You know, everything about beauty and make women and men, why not, feel good about themselves. You know, like treatments for the body and treatments for the face. We had a lot of stuff. And, and in South America, like in Europe, we as estheticians have like a lot of more tools. We're allowed to do so many more things that we're, they are allowed here in the States. You know, that I can see like the way that you can use certain type of current and products that you use that a lot in here are only like for 
for for doctors, you know. Mm-hmm. So that could be like a double thing, you know. So you need to be very careful. But like in Colombia, I'm sure that you have heard about it. Like in Colombia and South America, you know, everyone does injections. So that's like a little bit scary. But that's how I got into all, all this stuff about beauty. And then when I came here to the States, I began working in spas and big hotels here in South Beach. And uh, I started and began looking at, at, you know, I had so many freckles from all the overuse of the tanning bed because I had one at my salon. And I cannot believe I did that. That's the only thing I regret of my life, really. It's just wow. getting so much into that tanning bed. I already got like four things taken out of my skin that were precancerous. And and I am totally embracing for more. But you know what the damage is done and and what got me into spray tan, it was funny because I was at my dermatologist's office getting all one of these removed and I went to, to this and we read the magazines in the waiting room, and this woman was describing how she got a spray tan session. And I went like, wow. Everyone knew about self-tanners. They were everywhere. But I had, back then, I mean, we're talking about uh, 2000, when I started doing spray tans here in the States, in Miami specifically, in 2000, um, there was such a bad... And it still is, which is so sad. There's such a bad rep for spray tans being orange mm-hmm. and not naturally looking and streaky. And the thing is that there is very few, you don't need a license to do spray tans. It's not like people that do nails or cut hair or wax. You need a license because you're touching the person. In spray tans, you're not touching the client. And the the moment that you're not touching the client, you don't really need a license for it. So everyone can get into it. Not even, then some people don't even take any kind of training. They don't do anything. They just start doing, you know, a little bit of of, of thinking of you know, the way they should do it. They kind of machine, just kind of find out and ask some people here and there, get some product, and they just begin spraying. So that's the problem about it, that... Our business, what I'm doing right now, which is right now only spray tans. I love everything about it because they saved my skin. And I was totally ready to embrace the whiteness. But there's something about having a little bit of a glow in the skin. It's instant gratification. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just some, For me, it was very difficult to get a tan. And the only thing that I would do is just add more and more damage to my skin, get my freckles darker, and I just didn't like it. And besides, I have all that history from skin cancer that it's like, it's a no-no. It's, it's not really about how I look. It's about me being being able to be keeping alive. <laughs> Yeah. You know, skin cancer is serious. No, it is so sensitive. And um, melanoma with redheads, we're more prone to it. So it's really important to, you know, embrace our, the skin that, you know, our fair skin, whatever shade that you have, 
But Adrian and I, we love spray tanning and we've loved sunless tanners ever since we could get our hands on them. I think when Adrian started driving, we would go to our local drugstore and stock up on sunless tanning. And it was just a part of our childhood. And um, but going back to the orange spray tanning, anytime that we talk about spray tanning, we always hear from a few redheads every now and then, you know, I don't like spray tanning because it makes me orange. And we we always yeah. say, you know, it's important to go to someone that you trust, a reputable professional in your area and and know more, you know, you can figure out the products um, that they're using. But if you go to someone, like you said, who's an expert, you won't leave with that orange. Yeah, tint. one thing and the other one, and just make sure that she has, she has been doing, she's been in business doing spray tan at least for two years. So she's had mm. all that beginning that we don't know what about this and what about that and prepping for your spray tan session is crucial okay that needs to be done the day before of your session that's usually the best way to go with it okay because the exfoliation the shaving you don't want to do it right before you get sprayed because if for any reason you get like a little bit of a rash if you overdid a little bit the exfoliation then your skin is going to be very sensitive or Let's say that you cut yourself while you shave. That's the worst thing that you can do going right into the spray tan with a cut. Don't even think about bleeding. Oh you know, so that's something that you want to do the day before. So you get in the shower, even one or two days before is perfect. You get in the shower, I just tell them grab a washcloth because sometimes these grains, they have a lot of oils in it. And oils will act as a barrier for the spray tan to really adhere into your skin. So that's why I always say try to use something organic, like a liquid, like a liquid soap, a body wash that's organic. And that's something that everyone should do the whole time. You know, treat their skin with organic products and parven and sulfate free. So try to get a hold on of a body wash or any kind of soap that is organic so you can use that afterwards as well. So you, the tan will last you better. Just grab a washcloth, put a little bit of the uh, wash, the body wash, scrub all over. Have someone do your back and do like a longer, like a bigger uh, towel and you do your back. And then when you're done with all the exfoliating from the whole body, you do the shaving. Any shaving that you're going to do, you're going to do it after the exfoliation. You don't want to do shaving and then exfoliating because the skin is going to be too, you know what I mean? So first exfoliating then the shaving, you get out of the shower, you can use, you can moisturize, and you should moisturize with something that is not too heavy. That means not having too many oils. And I'm really going into the little, little details because it's so important about those little things. Because when, when you talk to someone and tell them how to get ready, you try to make it a little bit short, but I'm going to go in detail about it so everyone can follow this, and it really makes a big difference on the spray tan. So I say, after you exfoliate, it's that you feel like a little bit of moisturizer. Your skin is going to be so dry from the exfoliating, and you really want to moisturize. You can do anything you want, but nothing oily. And then okay. the next day, the day of your appointment, you're going to get in the shower, and I tell them, please, no soap, because I don't know what kind of soaps do they have. People think that some soaps, may I mention a brand? Or yeah. Or you don't want yeah, to yeah. mention anyone? Yeah, no, brands are great. <laughs> so 
So I, I'm not a fan of Dove because, first of all, it's not organic, it's not carbon-free, and it has it leaves a lot of residue into the skin because they put, like, cream in the soap. So they shower with that, and they come to me, and then when I begin spraying, I see that it's like they put cream right before they got sprayed, and that's a no-no. The skin needs to be very clean. So I usually tell them, just rinse. I don't want you soaping. Just do a good rinse all over. Mm-hmm. No moisturizer. I tell them, you still want to wear like sunblock or something on your face. It's all right because I usually have wet wipes at the salon and you can bring your own wet wipes so you can wash the sunblock from your face before they do the spray tan. So no moisturizer, bring loose clothing and sandals to wear and plan a shower or getting wet at least for the next three hours. Okay. And then how so can... that's usually the best way to prep. Okay. And then how can you make sure your spray tan lasts long? So, yeah, the last long, that's why the exfoliation is crucial because the spray tan, the product, just kind of adheres to the outer layer of the skin. And when the outer layer of the skin, if we, we remove all those dead cells that are just about to come off, the spray tan product is going to adhere to the new cells that will take the full, the full one week to come off. So that's why it's so important that we remove all those cells that are just about to come off. I don't know if I'm clear enough with that. No, that makes so, sense. Yes. So that's why it's so important exfoliation for the tent to last as long as possible. And another trick that I always say, you know, we don't really need to soap our skin every single day unless you were like, like bathing in mud, you know, yeah. but usually like a good, like a good rinse with water and, 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 and just kind of soap under the arms or private areas, get out of the shower and moisturize. Anything that keeps your skin wet for too long will make the tan go away faster because any wetness is going to soften the outer layer of the skin and that's where the spray tan lays. So, so many of our clients come because they're going somewhere on vacation. Of course, vacation is always a pool or the ocean. And how can I tell them, don't go into the pool? No, of course they can. Right. Just don't stay there for hours. How about sweating? You, yeah, the sweating is totally fine. You know, the problem is, for example, like uh, we are located inside of the gym. And, of course, a lot of our clients are avid gym users. And, and a lot of people sweat they would they work out, you know? So I usually tell them, try to change the workout clothes that you have, especially those very tight grass. You know, you don't want to be using like the same time where it's going to be rubbing into the same area day after day. Maybe one day, you know, it won't come up, make and come off. But if you wear the same kind of tan day after day, it's just going to rub exactly on the same area. Definitely it's going to make it come off faster. But that's when the, when the aftercare is important. You know, try to have some creams, some extenders that have a little bit of a soft tanner so you can touch it up. But I usually say the tans last for five to seven days. If you're really good at it, it will last you for 10 days. And of course, we have the ones that don't like to shower and they don't shower at all. Those will last two weeks. You know what I wow. mean? But it really oh. depends on you. 
you know, how you take care of your skin. Lots of moisturizing is crucial. And it's very important that you use paraben-free products in your body washes and your moisturizers. That's for your health and the good life, long life for your spray tan. And you said carbon-free? Paraben. Paraben-free. Paraben-free. Paraben-free and sulfate-free. Yeah. Paraben-free and organic. And how about like skincare products? Can you still use your skincare products? Yes, yes. You know, you can, I don't, I usually tell them, I don't want you stopping all the uh, beauty products that you usually do because you have the spray. Now, the color on the face, I usually, I tell everyone, you know, I just, for example, we do two coats on the body and we just do one on the face. It doesn't look good when our face is dark. It ages us. And that's the last thing we want. We don't want to look like Donatella Versace, you know? That's not the idea. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The idea is that we can, you know, get away without using any makeup because our skin has a natural glow to it. And that will give it just a little bit of a soft tanner, not that much. And the lighter that you go, the faster that the tan is going to go away. I'm telling you, the face doesn't last longer than two or three days. That's why the products that you have at home are the ones that are going to help you maintain the tan for a longer time. You know, this tan extenders, there are so many products in, in the market, and we're loving a brand that we have at the salon that we sell via the retail for as well, which is Perfect Glow. And I really like it because it's a woman-owned company, and all the products are paraben-free. They use eco-certified DHA, which is the self-tanner, and that is crucial for me and my clients. Mm, and all the awesome. products are alcohol-free, and, and, and I think we're going to be doing some giveaway. Yes. I'm so, I'm so happy that you guys are going to be able to try it. I'll send you some product. Yeah, and definitely um, we're giving away two sets to two lucky listeners if they leave a comment mm. and a review on our iTunes. So that's a way to enter. Um, and going into briefly about Perfect Glowing Tan, when we were talking, I did love the fact that it comes with a mitt. And Adrian and I always say yes. that the, the mitt, mitt is everything. The mitt changed our Crucial. life really recently, like about a couple years ago. Um, we got a mitt and we were doing, we were applying sunless tanner at home without the mitt. And now we always look at each other and we're like, you got to have the mitt. You got to have the mitt. Yeah. Because we wanted to talk to you about, it does does, Uh about the blotchiness, like in your, your knees and ankles Ankles. and elbows. We don't get that anymore because of the mitt. Yes. But what are, what are people doing wrong if they're getting those, those blotchy areas? So some people have, um, regularly the hands and the feet the skin is a lot thicker and when it's thicker it's drier so you need to be very careful when you're doing it on your own and there are wonderful mousses outside that you can do it yourself with the mitt what a difference it is applied you just said it and it's really right but usually what i do is just grab like a little bit of moisturizer hopefully organic a little bit of moisturizing. You're going to moisturize the dry areas before you begin the mousse application. So I moisturize my feet oh. from the ankle down, my whole hand. I put a little bit of cream in my elbows. I don't have any dry patches on my knees, but some people do. If you have any dry patches, you go ahead and put a little bit of cream in there. That's the first step. And then 
you go ahead and begin doing your 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 self tanning treatment mm. yourself. But you have to be very careful going too low on the feet. You don't want to be very near. And actually, what I usually tell them, the hands and the feet, you're going to leave it for the end. You don't want to start spraying the feet with a product that it's like totally like a lot of product in the mid because then your feet are going to be stained. You want to do like your whole leg, then put a little bit more than the, uh, the arms. And whatever is left that you may think that you don't have anything left, but you do with whatever you have left, that's when you do the feet and the hands. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a really great tip because you know what I do? That maybe I don't maybe do I'm that. doing it. I think I'm doing it all wrong. When I'm doing it at home, I sit down like on like a towel, like I, you know, and I start I start like like sitting down and then I start with my feet. So Me I too. should not be doing that. Yeah, that's a thing. And the feet when you start, you, your mitt is like full of product and you don't want that amount of that amount of product on the feet. You can really tell about spray tan from the hands and the feet. Yeah, Those are really the so ones true. that really tell. I don't that's moisturize a, beforehand either. It, it makes such a difference. It makes such a regular moisturizer. Any moisturizer will do. And that's what we do for our clients. We use a regular moisturizer. We have them put them on the hands, top of the hands, the palms, the feet, just in case at the bottom of the feet too. And that will totally take care of it because we don't spray the bottom of the feet. Definitely, you're not going to put any self-tanner at the bottom of the feet. But you need to be very careful because that's an area that you just want to go like one. You don't want to like rub, rub. No, that's just a little bit. Okay. You just kind of blend it. And, if, and when, whatever is left. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and when we're doing it at home, do we still follow the same practice of exfoliating and shaving in the shower but the day before? That would be the best. The day before, yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, let me tell you, myself, I've done it because I have to do all the things that you're not supposed to do. So you make sure what's going on with that. Sometimes, you know, oh my God, tomorrow I have something. I didn't get straight at the salon. I have my mousse in here. And what I do, I just get in the shower, grab a washcloth, just kind of scrub all over because that exfoliation in our skin is very healthy. That's something that we need to do it for your your face and your body. Even if you're not getting a spray tan, you need to help your skin shed away because we're not 12 years anymore. You know, our skin needs help getting rid of those, of those dead cells. So people that don't use any kind of washcloths. So if you do that regularly, okay. you just go like very quick, exfoliate, get out of the shower, moisturize feet, hands, elbows, a little bit on the dry patches if you have. And you start. And usually the best tip to go is just go little by little. You just do the uh, calf, then do the thigh, then do the other calf, then the, side, the calf. And just make sure I have a big mirror right in front of me so I can see it. Sometimes I'm not aware. It's like, oh, my God, I missed some part of my thigh in the back. And I need to see where I'm going. That's why products that have a, an instant color are really important so we can see where we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, when, we, we just we agree. That's 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 yes. key. And have yeah. a mirror and good lighting. You know, do it in the day and have a mirror and see where you're going. And then when you're done with your whole body and you have of course you have to go everywhere. Like inside your thighs, in the uh under the arms, like in your crack in the back. You know, you you have to be ready for everything. Right. And do you, do you rub I don't know if this is weird with your mitt. 
I'm trying to think what mm-hmm. I do. Is it circular motions or is it long strokes? So I usually strokes? go circular, like like massaging. You want to go like like a lot of times, like massaging. Get plenty of product in there, even if it's a cream or a mousse. Get plenty of product and begin like massaging. So you make sure that you go everywhere. Okay, and I know. You even you even put it on your face. I put it on my face, but you know what? It depends. There are so many people that usually what, what I do, I just change to regular plastic gloves and mix a little bit of the mousse or the cream with my regular moisturizer oh, because I don't tip. like it when it's too much on my face. Yeah. It needs to be like a little bit lighter. You can always do more on the face, but it's difficult to take it off and then you're going to look like a freak for a couple of days. And I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And we know that you probably have had um, clients that are about to be married. So when it comes to brides yes. and them wearing white, how can they get away yes. with wearing, so, doing yeah. sunless tanner? Correct. So so we have a few kind of products at the salon, uh, the ones that have that instant gratification, which all, which all love, and we have the clear solutions. The clear solutions are the ones that don't have any bronzers, and those are the must-haves for the brides. Mm, because the okay. bronzer, that instant bronzer, is the culprit of the product coming off in the clothing. You know, when you spray with a clear solution, when you get out of the salon, you don't see anything. It looks like you're still white. It needs full 12 hours to develop. You know, that okay. means that you won't see it until the next day. Okay. But you still can shower in three or four hours if it's an express solution. That means that you're able to shower faster. And those express solutions, when they say shower faster, it's like a shower without any soap. It's just going to rinse well and stay in the shower so the whole stuff comes off. And then you get out of the shower and you need to wait until the next day when the tank comes up. The problem with a clear solution is that it needs to be someone that has been doing this for a while because when they're spraying, they don't see where they're going. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they have to be and experienced. And with that said, like everything in life, you don't, you don't do something for the first time for one of the most important days of your life. It's so you true. You want to do this. You want to try it out. You want to give it time. You want to know the person that, that, that you're, she's praying. So you ask what she has and you talk with her, what's going on, what are, you, what are your worries, and you've never done it before. You want to do it at least two months before the big day. Wow. You don't want to spray like two weeks before the, the wedding and then another week. No, you need to let the skin like totally remove the whole tan, the old tan, the tryout tan, so you're ready for the most important spray tan of your day. This yeah. is not something that you do no, only one so, time. You, know, you right. know what I mean? It's so important. You need to plan this well. And and the other thing is that we have so many clients that they love the instant solution. And what they do, they do the spray tan two or three days before, and they use soap. So they remove the bronzer that sometimes gets stuck into your skin, like for two or three days. And the third day, it will be totally fine. Besides... They send the, uh, the, uh, the, the dress, you know, to the dry cleans. You know, everything washes off, but I usually say everything washes off with regular soap and water, but the dry clean doesn't use soap and water. So you might need to get like a little bit of a, 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 a washcloth or a towel, put it with soap and just kind of clean it a little bit the inside. The areas were usually like very tight on the body. 
like under the arms, you know, the usual like strapless dresses. But you know what? It's 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 really something about uh, uh, being pretty for that important day. And then you'll figure it out about the dress. It's not going to be that bad that the product is going to bleed through the fabric and everyone's going to see like you're like, you know? So that's why, that's one of the reasons why I don't like products that are very dark in bronzers. They need to be lighter with bronzers. So you get out of the spray tan and you look pretty with a little bit of a glow. You don't look like, oh my God, I look like a freak. I need to go home until this thing develops and I can start <laughs> I can be a person again. Right. You know? Love that glow. So, so a few brands have this dark bronzers, but this is a personal preference of mine, especially here in Miami. You get you finish your spray tanning, you get out of the salon, and you're melting already. It's if high. If the product has a very dark bronzer, it's gonna you're gonna think that you messed up the tan. It just it's so humid outside. It, That's it, one uh, of the reasons yeah. why I like light bronzers. Okay. So it doesn't come up everywhere. So it doesn't come up in your sheets and your towels and, and your boyfriend or husband thinks that you're a dirty woman. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had any redhead clients come in? And we were wondering if you have, if they request maybe a lighter color or a darker or what your advice is to them. For, for the redhead. So yeah. usually I say less is better with spray tans. Beginning because we have a couple of albino clients and and it's always it's not the idea to make you super tan or change you like a color skin. No, the idea is to have a little bit of a glow. Do not overdo it. Mm. You know, I usually say just usually for regular people uh, the express solutions let's say they just leave it for three or four hours i tell them you know what let's start with just an hour and a half or two hours if you're feeling risky we can always do it a little bit darker next time but it's always less start with less do not overdo it right right that's that's excellent well this has been really informative and we want to thank you for your time because it's I'm really so important it makes you feel so beautiful to look and have a little glow oh my so <laughs> and thank you too for your knowledge on skin cancer because I think a lot of people oh. don't take it seriously and it's so important no no people are not aware of that it's like alcohol and smoking you know it's something about about them that they just don't want to quit but they know it's bad for you but they make them feel good right but the skin oh no let's take care of our body you know and our mind Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, so you. Much. And next time we're in Miami, we're going to come visit you and get a glow. We do. We do. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye, babies. Happy weekend. Thanks. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. The H2 Bar Box, a monthly beauty subscription box for redheads. Each box is worth $80 plus, and each product is redhead-friendly approved. Head to h2barbox.com to subscribe and use code PODCAST to receive 20% off. So now fabulous redheads, go out and get a spray tan. No, but really embrace the fact that you can achieve a subtle glow and get that instant gratification, whether you want to achieve it just because you want to look good one day and no special occasion, or you may have a special occasion coming up like a wedding and take Fabiola's advice on the the pre-spray tanning steps and then the post spray tanning steps because you'll really see a difference in the way your tanning tanner comes out on your skin. So 
want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand and this podcast, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends. And side note, as mentioned, we are gifting two of those tanning sets to two lucky listeners. So if you leave a review in the iTunes section on about our podcast, we are going to be basically gathering all of those entries and choosing two lucky winners to win the complete set that will include the entire body, which will be, cover the face and the mitt, and it will be sent directly to you. So we're really excited to collaborate with Fabiola on that. And you can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned, tips, and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. 